one shot. Do not miss your chance. Do you remember when uh, that was an eight mile, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, man. What do you think about that? You um, you feel like that's true? One hundred percent. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times you don't see it when you're going day to day, but you see it either after the fact. You're like, damn, I should have done that, or you do it and things happen. Right? It kind of puts things in. Uh, what do they say? They say thing, things in motion stay in motion. Right? It's. Yep. Yeah, you got to be ready. Yeah, you know what? That's kind of a riff on. It's like the modern day version of the Winston Churchill quote, and uh, I have it pulled up here. He said, "To each there comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing, unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been their finest hour." Man, it's steep. Genius. Right? <laughs> it is. Genius. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because even on a simple level, right? I mean, it's like you're told your whole life, you know, make sure you study, make sure you practice, make sure you do this, you know. And how how many times do most people, I mean, myself included, not prepare for it, not get ready for it, and then the moment comes and poof, it's gone, just like that, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, it's important to think about on a daily basis. You know, we talk about Andy Frisella and, like, we'll get into this, obviously, but now we're doing 75 hard. He talks about winning the day. I'm sure you've heard that podcast yep. about oh, winning yeah. the day, one of his most famous ones. And um, so, you know, in 75 hard, it's the same thing. It's like, what are you doing every day? So that, you know, your belief in yourself is there and like that, that reflects to like everything you do in life. So like you never know what, the, what the day is going to bring. So I think you have to wake up just like doing the things you know you need to do and, you know, nobody's perfect, but at least trying to, trying to get there. Well, it's, it's also, I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, as, as, as fathers, as husband, as, as a man, right? You, you don't want to be that guy that can't do things that his family needs him to do, right? Like, hey, Dad, you want to throw the ball? Oh, guys, I can't throw a ball. I'm sorry. I'm I'm too tired or I'm too sore. Or, you know, hey, Dad, you want to go for a bike ride? Oh, I can't, guys. I'm too tired, right? Like, it's you want yeah. to be the person that goes, oh, yeah, I'll take a ride. Let's see if you can keep up, right? And it becomes like a, a game, a race, whatever it is. But I think also just from a, you know, your basic duty to – be able to not only protect yourself, but protect your family, right? If you can't protect your family, who's going to, right? Like, yep. imagine if you're the guy that, I don't know, somebody comes up and, you know, steals your wife's purse or does something else and takes off running, and you just stand there like, well, hopefully somebody catches it. There's, there's nothing I can do about it, right? Like, it's I th- – actually, I think I think Sean Whalen even talks about that, too, in one of, uh, you know, one of his, his books, uh, How to Make Shit Happen. Um, you know, that same scenario of – you owe it to yourself to be able to do that, right, for that opportunity. Yeah. Because I think most people, you know, and again, myself as well, many times in life, opportunities are there, and if you don't jump on it, it's lost forever, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, I know, I know. I think the first, the first podcast we did, we talked about just kind of how we met, but I think that's a perfect example, right? Because I look at it as you know, I'm always trying to reflect on stuff and, and, you know, be grateful for things and, you know, just give thanks. So I think of you taking that one action, right, that first domino, you know, to come over, introduce yourself, led into us becoming friends, getting to know each other, talking, finding a bunch of stuff, podcast, you turned me on to Andy Frisella. I mean, if you never walked over to me, maybe I never would have found Frisella. Who knows, Right. But think about it. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And then Andy Priscilla turned me on to Sean Whalen because I just happened to, to hear him on one of the podcasts. Come to find out that Sean grew up in the same town that I grew up in. He was a year behind me. We went to the same schools, right, which is just mind-blowing to me because here are two, three strangers that had a tremendous impact on my life in the last, you know, four years, five years, right? Like, it's kind of... yeah. I mean, 
I know it sounds cheesy, it sounds corny, but I think if if everybody just kind of took a second to like reflect a little bit and say, hey, you know what? I'm glad this happened, or I'm glad that this person had the guts to do this or or call me out for that because I wouldn't be who I am now if that never happened, right? I mean, maybe if the COVID stuff didn't happen, as much as you and I both despise the whole lockdown and the masks, maybe we wouldn't have started 75 hard. I mean, who knows, right? Because you're, yeah. you're so busy in your day-to-day that you think everything else is more important than what's the most important, that's making sure that you're fit and ready to go when that opportunity comes, right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot. Like, first impressions, people can't deny that people make snap decisions on who you are and whether they want to sit down and meet with you for coffee and, like, build a relationship, like, based on a lot of just, you know, superficial things, so to speak, you know? sure. Like, if you... You know, it's why, yeah, you just gotta, I, I know I'm not in the best place right now, but like, I'll get there. You know, I'm not gonna like mess around with, you know, not feeling good and not doing the right things. But you know what, um, I thought of when you were talking about when, uh, like those moments passed you by, there was a the guy, I wasn't there cause uh, Mac was too small. We got to Disney World and we got to that Avatar ride. Have you heard about this or taken it? No. Nah. Like, we didn't have the fast pass. It was going to be, like, a four-hour wait. So, like, this one ride's going to yeah. take up, like, half the day. So I, I waited with the little guy. He wasn't tall enough. All he tried to stand on his tippy toes when we got up to the guy measuring, and the guy was like, you know, sorry. Um, so then my wife, brother, and the other kids waited in the line forever, and they got up to the, you know, right to where you get on. You've been in the heat. You've just been waiting for this ride. Everybody's excited. And right in front of them was a guy that was about 400 pounds, and his daughter and him were all excited. And they get on this, um, you know, get, like, strapped in like it's a ride, like almost like a you're on a motorcycle thing, and you're kind of leaning over. And the workers at Disney World had to come up because he couldn't fit inside of the, the ride. But he was trying to scrunch in. You know, he was trying to make it fit, and, you know, his daughter was probably, you know, thinking, come on, this is going to be great. So... Disney workers came over and said, sorry, sir, like, you have to get off. I'm real sorry. So his daughter had to ride the ride by herself. Oh, man. And I always thought, like, I wonder what happened in his life from that moment. Like, was that a turning point? Because that's kind of a huge moment. And you can go one of two ways. You can either, like, get depressed and say, I can't believe I blew it. Or, like, you can say, you know, this will never happen again. Yeah, I mean, it's – but, but again, it's, it's almost like that uh... – you know, what are you going to do? Um, didn't, didn't you, uh, you sent me the thing about chestnuts the other day, right? So it's like, <laughs> you like that, but that's a, that's a good example. It's like, okay, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to step up and, and, you know, be part of the solution and fix the problem? Or are you going to revert the other way and almost, I don't know, well, this isn't fair, poor me, like wallow in your, you know, your pity or whatever it is and go home and just eat a bunch of ice cream, right? I mean, and I think it's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a knock on anybody, right? But at the same time, you know, it's like think think of you know why we're doing seventy five hard. I mean, you know, obviously I'm two hundred seventy two pounds, so I'm not a I'm not a obese you know guy. However, I could probably lose fifty pounds and be better off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But but I think it's for me, you know, those are people that need to do seventy five hard just for the mental. You know, mental toughness, right? The 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 self confidence, knowing that you can do certain things, right? I mean, I've I've never dieted in my life because I think diets, the term diet, is stupid as hell to me. It's just stupid, right? Like, eat in moderation, eat good, and exercise, and you'll be fine. But yeah, to actually sit here on a you know, I'll call it a uh, a food plan, right? It's it's not a bad thing. Right to actually be aware and be alert on what you're putting in your body. Right, it's, it's really not a it's not a bad thing. I mean, think think of all the stuff out there that we're just you know just assume that masks save lives. Just assume that this vaccine's gonna you know not have any health risks. Just assume this, assume that. You know, it, it almost forces you to go yeah. hold on. Like I can't eat that. Oh wait a minute. I, oh that's got you know five carbs. Or that's got ten carbs. All right, yeah, scratch that one. Had no idea. Right, like yeah. No, it's it's eye opening. Yeah, it is. And for me, like, I know that, um, you know, like, I don't have the best relationship with food. I know that. 
Like if I'm bored, I'll walk over to the fridge and I'll look in the pantry. I'm looking for chips or soda or like something that's going to make me feel better. You know, so you got to like break those habits. Right now I'm at like 209. I just weighed myself today. So like I'm definitely going to be my healthiest at probably like with my frame, like around 180. So I can drop a good 25, 30 pounds. So we'll we'll race. I'll see if I can get down to 180. I'll, yep. look, I'll look extremely sick. <laughs> like two 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 uh, bony legs and arms. Um, yeah. So what what are your uh, what are your thoughts so far? I mean, day day three of seventy five hard. It, I mean, I feel like it's funny because I don't know if I told you I started doing it maybe a couple months ago, thinking I was in the right place. Um. You know, I just got all psyched up after hearing one of the podcasts. I'm like, I'm just doing it. I'm in tomorrow. It lasted for maybe four or five days, and then I I screwed up something. I think it was either on the diet or something. But I just kind of like, oh, you feel like crap about yourself. And so for me, it's been one of those things like that I know I needed to do. And I'm sure he talks about it in the book, but it's like you can't just like find the right time. Like, for me, like, my sister got married. We went to Colorado for vacation. Like, you could say, well, now's not the right time. Or I could say, now, um, you know, there's a lot of different things going on that I could, you know, make up an excuse of why I shouldn't start right now. But at the end of the day, you just got to, like, do it. And that comes back to, like, (laughs) you know, the two voices. Yeah, yeah. Your boss, your voice. Like, which one are you going to listen to? Dude, it's it's so so true. I saw that book because I was like, dude, that like I just needed that, like. So. Well, it's, it's excited, funny, man. And this and this is the time when I know, like, I think it actually is easier when you know you're going to do it, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you go into it thinking I'm kind of on the fence, I'm going to give it a shot. I think it's harder. But I'm in a place now where, like, I've just told myself, like, I could break my femur tomorrow doing something crazy, and. Yeah, I may be at the hospital, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to read my 10 pages. I'll do my two upper body workouts, you know, with whatever. Do what you can do, yeah. Um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll follow the diet. Like, it doesn't really matter what happens. I could come down with COVID tomorrow, right, and say, oh, well, now I've got COVID. It's like, well, no. Yeah. Now you got COVID, you can still keep doing it. Maybe in the hospital, but. Yeah, so what, man? Like, but that, I think that's the that's the beauty of it, right? It's It's. You know, it is, it's strict, right? So it's almost like you look at it and you're like, whoa, man, this is, this is really tough. There's no leniency whatsoever, but there really is. There's like a ton of freedom in it, right? Because, I mean, first off, you got 24 hours to do it. And that, that's a lifetime in itself. When you really like peel down like the number of, of minutes and seconds, you got plenty of time. But the other thing is, you know, you choose what workouts you're going to do. It doesn't. If you want to do jumping jacks for 45 minutes, do jumping jacks for 45 minutes, right? It's, you know, I, I feel like it's it's giving you the the focus, but it's allowing you. It's almost like empowerment, right? It's like it's like you as a leader, you want to empower your people. You want to show them, hey, here's how we do it. Watch what I do. If you can make it better and put your own tweak on it, awesome. But you don't sit there and tell them what to do. Just, it's the same concept, right? Um, how did yeah. you feel? How did you feel? Like, have you noticed anything about yourself? Like, just mentally, physically, over the last? I mean, I know it's early on, but I will basically want to yeah. find out if I'm crazy. No, I mean, I think mentally, it is definitely like a mental toughness challenge, and I think when you do things that are mentally tough, you just feel better about yourself. Yeah. So. I mean, physically, I don't feel, like, that much better. Like, I had a headache for a few days when I was cutting out the sugar. I mean, I've cut out sugar and dairy and bad fats, like, all the bad stuff. If it can be considered a junk food, I'm not eating it. Yeah. That's kind of my diet, right? Yeah. yeah so, like, like awesome. one M&M, you got to start over. But that, one potato chip, you start over. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I feel good just for, like... You know, doing the workouts, doing all doing all the things just makes you feel. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably not at a place where I feel like 
the best. Like, I bet at day 50, I'll feel even better about myself. Or, you know, you start feeling like crap, and you'll be like, I don't know if I can finish. Yeah. Yeah, you'll finish. All right. How are you feeling right up front? So, it's weird, man. I, I feel like I've been on a roller coaster in the last three days. It's it's. I think yeah. the the anticipation and excitement of it, like, had me, like, almost, like, euphoric before it started. Right? But... Yeah. Because I wanted to start it two weeks ago. And... That was when they sold out of this book, right, in like an hour. And I was like, damn it. Because like, I told myself, i got to read the book, even though there's really no there's really no new information in the book. I mean, there's a couple, like, questions and, you know, there's a few things. But for the most part, he's you've heard him talk about it all, right? I mean, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Like, you know? Is the book kind of just a summary or is it just a rephrasing of the podcast that he did? Pretty much, but there's he, he does a good – it's almost like having a color commentator. Like, there's – there, he fills in some of the gaps, like, gives a reason why, like, why he did certain things. Like, he even gives examples of, like, you know, like, his workout. Like, I'm trying to do his workout, right? So, he did, you know, he broke it down, lifting six days a week, and then took one day off. But in that, he did two cardio workouts on those days. Like, I think okay. it was Saturdays or whatever, right? But, like, he broke it up by muscle group. So, like, in the book, he talks about how, you know, he did shoulders, Day one, then chest, then legs, then back, then arms, then legs again. So legs twice a week. And, and okay. then two cardio workouts for the other day, and then cardio, obviously, the other ones. But, like, for me, it's it's weird because he's he's got the same build as me, right? Like, he's a little he was a little bit heavier, but, again, 272 pounds, but I'm only 6'1". So... You know, again, I'm not a I'm not a fat guy. It's all in my gut, like a hundred percent in my gut. But it's because I love to lift. I hate cardio. Like I, I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But what's crazy about yeah. this is, you know, once I read the book, I was I was ready. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm doing it right. And we decided pretty much overnight. We're like, all right, we're doing it tomorrow. It starts right. Like I had already thought <laughs> about the diet. I'm like, like I actually researched what I should eat. And I think for my body type, the keto is, like, perfect because I do love meat. I am a meat eater. I love proteins. I love eggs. I can do without the sugars, right? It's not really that big a deal. Carbohydrates I love, right? I love pasta. I love chips. Like, chips are my one of my downfalls. But, like, I don't put sugar in my coffee, so no big deal. And I drink water and coffee all day anyway, so it's almost it's like a no-brainer. I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's a piece of cake, right? But I think the, yeah. the, the the one thing I noticed on day one, again, it was it was total excitement. Like, not a care in the world. Like, let's let's conquer the world. Let's do this. Not the workouts. You know, both workouts. The um, all the water, the reading, everything was done, and, and the picture, everything was done by two o'clock, two thirty in the afternoon. Right, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I can't wait till tomorrow. Like, let's let's do this, man. And then. Yesterday, day two, around 12 o'clock, I was totally fine. Wasn't hungry, wasn't like cranky, moody, nothing. And around 2 o'clock, or sorry, 12 o'clock, I had this like faint headache starting to come. And by 12.15, it was like like someone was stabbing both temples at once. And I'm like, oh, what the, what's going on? Like, But I'm like, I got to stay strong. What can I do? So I just started chugging water. And I went upstairs because I was like, man, you know what? I don't think I've eaten at all this morning, right? So I ate at 10 o'clock the night before, and it was now noon. I had nothing to eat in between. Yeah. Which is crazy because I'm usually, I'm the person, I get up, and I get downstairs, I start coffee, let the dog out, and I have a cup of yogurt. So I usually have a a cup of yogurt in my system by 5 o'clock in the morning at the latest every single day. Every day. And day one, I didn't. It's like, ah, no big deal, right? And I think that's why, you know, it it, kind of hit me so hard. But then what was wild was by the end of the day, like last night, totally fine, right? Totally fine, wasn't hungry. I'm like, man, this is crazy. I eat a meal and, you know, I've been spacing them out by about three hours, right? But then I'll eat again. So I've had a ton of steak. I've had a ton of salmon. I've had a ton of chicken, tuna, it's all stuff I love, so it's easy. And I always eat it plain anyway, so it's really not a big deal, right? Really? It's like my diet. Um, but then today, 
I had this like weird feeling. So I switched it up, right? I've been lifting in the morning and doing cardio at night or afternoon. I'm trying to pick the hottest point of the day. So today I flipped it and I went out in the morning and I put some headphones in and I took the dog with me and she almost died because 45 minutes of like, (laughs) just go. Um, but what was cool was there was a point, so I'm, I'm in Lovettsville and I'm walking down one of the paths, like into town and I don't know what happened, but as soon as I got, got out of the woods, this like the wind was just like whipping, but it was like a, it was weird, man. It was like a breeze and I was like, whoa, like almost like a, like a new wind, like a new breeze, like new something. And it got all like weird. It got really weird. Right. Like to the point where I started like. I wasn't even, like, focusing on the fact of, like, that I was outside or that I was tired or anything. What I was focusing on was basically, like, holy shit, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Like, there's rabbits. There's, you know, I can see, you can see the mountains. You can see, like, this and that. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, God, man, people are so ungrateful for what they have. Like, right? So, it's like, you almost go on this, like, I don't know, man, like a, I feel like I was in, like, a Bob Ross painting. Right where it's like happy birds, happy sky. Like, <laughs> like experience, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was maybe somebody slipped something in my water. It was weird. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. So, and then I did legs. I did legs, you know, a little bit ago, and that just that kicked my ass. So I'm I'm definitely sore right now, but I'm not. I, I'm not like really tired. I'm not like I don't have low energy, which. That's what I was concerned about, especially doing legs. Like, I was like, man, without carbs, because when I say no carbs, like, I'm talking, I think I've had less than five carbs, like five grams of carbs a day for the past three days. And that's yeah. coming from a guy that probably has between 300 and 400 grams of carbs every single day, right? I mean. Yeah. So to cut it out cold turkey, I know a lot of people like I've talked to. They're like, "Oh, you'll, you'll be you'll be back on it, and you know, the next four days." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I won't, because I'm fine." Like, because that's the thing; it's the mental piece of it. They say that you're going to quit in four they're, days. They say I'll quit in four days. But hey, Priscilla himself in the book and on the podcast says that just by by starting the the plan, you're already you know, more superior than half the population just by, just by even trying it. Right. And I know he's, yeah. he's saying that in jest, but he's, he's dead serious and he's dead. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Most people talking about opportunity. Most people won't try anything new. It's too hard. Yeah. It's scary. It's this, it's that. How do you know? You've never tried. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll try to come up with their, um, talks about this a lot their little nuanced version of it yeah like no that's not what you know i was gonna ask you too like which part of it is the hardest for you you know i i think the in the short term my thought was the hardest was going to be the two workouts a day uh-huh. but i've looked forward to well the first six workouts i've looked forward to it each time right yeah um but now that I'm doing it, like, I think that the toughest thing is probably going to be the diet only because, like, yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down here in the office and I'm like, man, something smells really good, right? And uh, I go upstairs and, and my wife had baked six loaves of zucchini bread, right? Because we've got, you know, we've got our garden, we've got zucchinis in there, we got all this crap. And we, we grow the zucchinis for zucchini bread, right? So and we got the zucchini that was like, it had to have been almost three feet long. It's, it's like a monster. So I went up there, and her and all the kids are all eating zucchini bread. And I'm like, hmm, isn't that nice? <laughs> like, you know, but that thing's like loaded with cars. I mean, one, one piece is like 50 grams. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. How about you? I think for me, it's definitely the outside workout. And it's actually not a thing where I don't like outside workouts. It's that I don't feel like I have the the stuff that I want to do outside. Mm. So like I'll do I'll do workouts outside, but it's not like what I want to do. Like I would much rather do like two indoor workouts and have like the equipment that I want. Yeah. 
because I feel like I'm not in a place right now with my knees where I'm going to be like running. Like I can do cycling, but I don't really have a bike. Yeah. So I'm doing like quads and you know walking and kind of jogging, but like, uh, you know, I really want to get something like uh, a piece of equipment, like one of those either Rogue Echo bikes or the Schwinn Aerodyne bikes that have the arms and legs and just do that outside. That'd be cool, man. Because that, that I could get down with. But right, like... It's funny It's funny you say I, that with the knees. The weighted vest and he goes on long walks. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. What So the first day I went out and I rode... I mean, I rode my bike as fast as I possibly could. I mean, I was freaking pedaling like a madman. For, I'd say about 16 minutes. Like, uh, no joke, like, just go. And I had gone, you know, all over our neighborhood. I went down to the elementary school and back twice. Like, I mean, I was have, flying. Have cycling at all for this? Nope. No, I mean, I so I, I used to, like, I used to mountain bike years ago, right? Um, but no, I haven't, I haven't really biked at all in, Jesus, 15 years probably. Right? Yeah. But what I was so determined and so pumped up that I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I had the music blasting, and I'm just like, go. And uh, <laughs> But what happened was, at that 16-minute mark, I was like, I can't keep this up. Like, and, and I don't, like, when you go slow, I just felt like I wasn't getting anything. Right? Because I'm like, well, I'm not like, I'm just like on a joyride. Like, you know, I don't know. So I... I ended up coming home right at around 20, you know, 24 minutes, 25 minutes. And just like I was in a marathon, I, like, came flying into the driveway and, like, jumped off the bike and threw it and then just, like, didn't stop striding, kept walking. <laughs> and, and my daughter was laughing at me because she's outside, like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, come on, it's the next, it's the next wave. <laughs> so she ended up coming with me. Um, but that walk... I feel like it's almost like when you do push-ups, right? If, you, if you're doing like, say you do 50 push-ups and you can't do 51, but you drop to one uh-huh. knee and all of a sudden you can do, you know, two or three more, it looks silly to anybody yeah. that's watching you because they're like, is this guy really doing push-ups on one knee? But you keep going yeah. to exhaustion, then drop to two knees and you, you could get five or six more reps out, but your, your muscles are getting the same benefit out of that as they would if you yeah. were upright. Right, it's it's because you're at fatigue. So at that point, your muscles are saying, "Hey, no more. I can't do anymore." Oh, damn! You're making me do more. All right, this is cool. Yeah. Right. So it's it's like that same thing. So I'm walking, and my freaking my calves, my thighs were burning. I'm like, God damn! Like walking, yeah. right? So then yesterday, I, I decided to have a little fun. Of course, and I know you can relate. I was like, All right, I don't want anybody going with me because the boys were asking if they can go with me. I'm like, No, you're going to slow me down. So what I did was, I said, all right, you know what? Come on. So they rode with me, and I was actually impressed. They rode, I think my little guy made it like probably 30, 35 minutes. And then, you know, he looked like he was going to pass out. And I'm like, dude, turn around and go home. And then my my 10-year-old made it maybe 40 minutes. And he was like, dad, I got to go home. I'm like, okay. And I just kept going. But it was cool because it was like bonding time, too. Right, so that was like another moment for me where I'm like, "Damn, thank you, Frisella. Like, you're forcing me to spend time with my kids outside." Right, like it's. Yeah. I don't. I, obviously, that's not his plan, but you know, I'm sure somewhere deep inside he's like, "Haha, watch, watch what happens to all these people." Right, like. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's it's simple, stupid. It's sim- It's a simple, simple thing. Right, like. Yeah. You know, what I mean, and he he always talks about how there's so many. You know, fakes out there. There's so many people out there that have all these buy this, do this, do this. You know, and, and really, it's the simple things that have always worked, right? I mean, you, yeah. you want to stay in shape, exercise. You want to lose weight, eat better. I mean, you know, don't buy this, don't <laughs> buy that. Like, take this pill, take this drink, take this. It's like everybody's looking for that magic silver bullet in everything, right? It's, I mean, I see it at work all the time. You know, people want to know, well, how can I find better better employees? Well, buy this system. It's guaranteed to, sh- to give you better people. I'm like, no, it's not. The, the, the people <laughs> yeah. still have to do the work. You know, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's, it's good. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. What uh, What do you feel about uh, the school's latest decision? So 100% remote. Uh, sports are what pushed back. I think uh, cross country is pushed back to February. Dude, I, I mean, I know that you know what how I feel. Yep. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's just horrible. It's Loudoun County trying to do the politically correct thing, trying to be like Fairfax County, doing something that has no basis in science or reality or nothing. It's all the teachers' unions, and it's. And it's really horrible for kids. I mean, it's like they don't even care about kids. I mean, a lot of these kids, like, school is their escape. Yeah. I, I mean, school is where they go get their meals and where they have interaction with other kids. And, like, it's just a disaster. I think it's horrible. It, it, it is, man. And it's, uh, you know, the, the crazy thing is, like, you think of those, you know, think of those kids. Think of those families, right? I mean, obviously... Our kids are fine, right? I mean, they'll survive, they'll whatever. I mean, they, they've got good homes. But I couldn't imagine if they didn't live in a good home, right? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, just think, especially with all the, you know, all the abuse out there now and all the, you know, tempers flaring and all this crap, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's not, crazy. These kids are not going to actually learn. Like, They're they may learn, learn a little bit, but it's just not the same. Is having interaction and like you, they're just not going to retain the knowledge. It's just so yeah, it's bad. So let me ask you this: Do you think? Uh, I mean, I know they're talking about stimulus packages on the, on a federal government side, but do you think that uh, maybe our county taxes and state taxes will uh, will get a, a huge rebate? Maybe they'll drop taxes because I mean we've got these huge buildings all over the county that nobody's using now. And they haven't been using for a while. And that's their biggest cost. That Think of the school buses. Think of the money they're saving yeah. there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. What I, I, I say, hey, okay, we agree. That's cool. But I want a 25 30% tax cut because if you look at our taxes, I think like 70-some percent of it goes to schools. Dude, that is such a brilliant observation that people don't even think about. It's ridiculous. They think that government... Takes and takes and takes, and there and that's completely true. But I haven't heard it. Nope, nobody that was talking about it. No, nope. nope. Dri- yeah. it drives me. That's the thing that's got me. And again, I'm I'm just I'm kind of being you know sarcastic at the same time. But it's you know it's almost like uh, you know Sean Wellen put something out today that because he's he he's starting to get ticked off right just with all the shenanigans across the country right you can you can see it. But he he says he's like. You know, we forget that we the people, like we the people, we, we run this country. We run it. So when they tell you you can't open up your business or you can't open your company, what if 100% of the company said, screw you, this is our country, we're opening up for business? They can't shut everybody down. One, they, yeah. they, they need the tax revenue, <laughs> right? So, so that's like first and foremost. But two, it's strength in numbers. Right? Because it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it really is getting, like, completely... I mean, New York, you would think that the rest of us live in, like, a you know, a terrorist state. We, we're on, like, the, the do-not-travel zone. <laughs> like, it's just... It's crazy. I mean, they, listen, like, 30 states or 32 states, you know, have to quarantine for 14 days if they go to New York? Get out of here. Like... Yeah. You know? But, but, but yet they flip out because we want to secure our borders. Right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's mind-blowing, dude. Yeah. I mean, people that just go along with whatever the government says, and they just, they got to wake up. I mean, I think that at some point we just need to, I don't know who it needs to be, but some influencer, quote-unquote, like Priscilla or Waylon or whoever, needs to just, like, organize a campaign and say, this is the day, and, you know, whatever it is, choose a date. Say this is the day the country's reopening. Doesn't matter what our political leaders say. Yep. This is when we're reopening, and just try to get that to go as viral as possible. Just say, hey, share this with every single person you know. This is what's going to happen. The people have decided we're not going to let our businesses fail any longer. You just got to choose a day. Just the same way they chose a day to shut everything down. 
They need to choose a date and reopen. They can't do all yeah. this phased BS. No, it's, you know, rip the Band-Aid off, right? I mean, because yeah. here's the thing is they're, they're, also, they're also setting a precedence, right? Because what, what's going to happen the next time something happens? Let's say it's not COVID. Let's say it's Ebola. Let's say it's some disease that we've never heard of before. Every time something happens, are we going to shut everything down now? Right? Because it's... They're trying to set up. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's... it's You know, I, I laugh at it, too, because... I mean, you went to Colorado, right? You guys came back. Everyone's fine. I went to New York, through Pennsylvania, through Maryland. I go to Maryland every, every day to go to the grocery store. Everything's fine. Right? Like, it's... Yeah. I mean, even the people that I know, and I know of a, of a handful of people that have gotten the virus, they're all fine. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting, have you seen the videos of the doctors that went up to Capitol Hill? Yes. And spoke? I think it was day or the day before. Those vi- those videos need to go to everybody. Yeah. I, dude, I agree. And what's happened? My wife has been kind of watching it, and they're taking them off of YouTube. They're taking them off of Instagram. Everywhere those videos pop up, Google and everyone's trying to take them down. They're shutting it it's down. Like North but but like but what is that? But what's crazy? The craziest thing about that to me is, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the drug, but it's they don't want to admit that what Trump said was true, right? Not saying he was right because he wasn't the one that that invented that, but the president of the United States did not just pick something at random and go, all right, I think this is going to be the thing I'm going to talk about. No, what he said was yeah. based on a lot of doctors and scientists that told him that. I mean, he doesn't, yeah. he, he's, he may come across as not a smart man at times for some of the things he says, but he's an extremely smart man. And the things he says are very well thought out, right? Because he's, he's yeah. basically baiting people into conversations so that they can ultimately end up looking like idiots, Right, but that's the thing is everything these doctors are saying is exactly what he said back in April. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is, and I haven't seen this either, but I guess there's a lot of like these strings where people are discussing this, and basically now there's like credibility when that when the doctors are saying hydroxychloroquine and zinc and a couple other things or what they're using yeah. is helping people. No die, and then these people in the comments section are, are like. Why haven't we heard of this? And then somebody else will jump in and be like, this is what the president was talking about months ago that he was crucified for. And they're like, what? Are you serious? And, like, people haven't even, like, made that connection. But I think if they hear it from, like, a doctor, it's just it's more credible. So maybe that's the maybe that's their, um, their strategy is just to not have him say it, but just have, like, actual people that have the Ph.D. out there talking about it. I mean, I, th- I think that's the smart thing. I mean, I think it's, I don't know, it, 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 but it also just goes to show, again, you don't have to agree with what, you know, what I say or what you say or what somebody else says, but at the end of the day, like, do do your research. I mean, you know, like, I mean, honestly, like, I can't tell you how many times, even today, today I'm outside or I, I went upstairs and one of the kids was like, hey, dad, there's, you know, there's an ambulance and a fire truck down the street and... First thing I asked was, okay, where are the boys? And they're like, oh, they're outside. I'm like, okay, where are the boys? Like, like oh, they're at the park. I'm yeah. like, okay, so they're not there in their buddy's you know, driveway where that ambulance is. Right? But then all of a sudden, messages are flying around. Oh, I heard this and I heard that. And I'm like, okay, stop. I just yeah. came upstairs. How in the hell can people know what happened? Right? Come on. I still don't know because I don't care. I was like, you know what? I'm going back downstairs. I don't care. Right? As long as everybody's okay, don't care. It doesn't matter. Right? But it's people hear something and usually they go to their credible source that they believe, they like to listen to, even if it's, you know, I don't know, freaking Rachel Maddow or, you know, what's the uh, Joe uh, Scarborough, whatever. Like, dude. Like, but but the thing is, you've got to admit that there are people that... Look it up to those people. Those those are like just as you know, Frisella can say something or Whalen can say something, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna agree with them 
the majority of the time. Probably 90% of the time, I'm going to agree. Sometimes I won't, but most of the time I will. Most of the things Trump says, I agree with. Right? There are some things he says that I'm like, God, Jesus. But most people, they are going to believe the people they look up to. And and they stop there. And that's the problem, is they, they stop there, and then they don't ask anybody else, or they don't go, wait a minute, that... That sounds weird. Or I can't tell you how many times I hear something that I know 95% is true. But I'm like, you know what? I just want to make sure that I look at the other side of the story, right? It's, you know, hey, what happened? Yeah. Well, he hit her. Uh, man, what happened? Oh, she hit him. Shit. All right. Well, you both saw what happened, and you're both telling completely different stories, right? Like, yeah. nobody takes that into account anymore. Yeah, you know what you should listen to. Um, it was pretty interesting. Is on uh, Joe Rogan's one of his more recent ones. He interviewed Ben Shapiro. Have oh, you heard that one? Yeah, I haven't heard it, but I like I like Ben Shapiro. So basically, like you've got Ben Shapiro, obviously is conservative. You got Joe Rogan who leans left, and I think was even like a Bernie Sanders supporter. He was. They sit down and have conversation, and it's really interesting because. Rogan is kind of making arguments. They're not even really disagreeing, but he'll make some arguments that are more around like feelings and emotion and kind of that liberal mindset, right? And Shapiro will then come back with actual facts and data to disprove him. So then like, what's, what could Rogan really say? Like, and it's, it's really interesting because Mm. in the same way that Candace Owens around all the, you know, the racism and police brutality and all that actually brought in facts and statistics and data and she got crucified for it. Like it's the same thing Ben Shapiro is talking about. Like, yeah, there's a lot of emotion around things, but at the end of the day, there are actual facts. Uh, so I would recommend you listen to that. And anybody listening to this should turn over and listen to that as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they get into some kind of weird off color stuff too, but like, yeah, but you know, on the main topics, on the main topics, it was really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I always, I always find the, uh, you know, just just the emotional stuff. You know, I mean, look, we're all emotional about certain things, right? I mean, but but at the end of the day, you know, you got to be able to almost turn off your emotions in some instances, right? Like, so like the first job I had at college, I did an internship first, right, and. Just because I was like, I want to see if I like it, whatever it is. And uh, what it was was with, like, I, I love I love kids, man. I love teaching kids the right thing and because I think if you can teach them stuff when they're young, then they don't have to fight the battles that, you know, maybe you fought or I fought, you know, when you're 20, 30 years old of self-doubt, whatever it is, right? You instill that confidence right off the gate, and then all of a sudden they're leaders by the time they're 15, right? But so I got involved with, I was in Florida, and I got involved with Department of Children and Families, but it was the, it was basically like the sex crimes against kids division. And I was like, oh, yeah. hell yeah, like I'm going to go knock some heads. This, this is going to be awesome. And I was a meathead at that time, so I was like, yes. And I remember the first, the first case. So, so the way I was set up, so I was a, I was a, I wasn't a cop, but I was like a social worker, but specifically to justice. But my job was I had to gather all the facts and go to the house to get kids out and get perps and all that stuff. So I got a call at like 3 o'clock in the morning that, hey, we got our first one. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, this is, let's go kick some ass. Like that's all I'm thinking in my head is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this yeah. guy's ass. So I, you get there, and, you know, they, they took the kid away, and then, you know, they grabbed this just freaking despicable scumbag of a human being, piece of shit, should have been killed on the spot. And they brought him back to the police station. And they wanted me to talk to him first. And I'm like, uh-huh. all right, like, no problem, right? So I like go in there, and the police officer wouldn't go in with me. Like, they were watching. I'm like, you're not going in with me? Like, oh, man, that, that means I could, I could just get away with stuff. So in my mind, I'm playing, like, all these, like, things I've seen in movies, right? Like, like vigilante yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, all right, justice will be served. Right, but the cops can't be yeah. involved. But anyways, I, the 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 that was when I realized that that job wasn't going to be for me, because the hardest thing about it is you have to be completely emotionless. You can't get mad. You can't put words in anybody's mouth. You can't have a reaction. 
So I'm like asking questions to this guy, like, why did you do what you did? And I had to sit there objectively and just listen to his sick, perverted mind. And I'm like, I mean, I got two questions in and I said, excuse me. And I got out and I said, I can't sit in there. I said, how in the hell do you guys sleep at night? I, I, I got to, I'm sorry, I, this isn't going to work. And I ended up going to like a drug yeah. rehab thing. I was like, this, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, because the thing is, and this was 20, this is 20 years ago, right? Yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. That's before all this, you know, litigious bull crap that is everywhere now. Right? Like, and, and, and my point is, I was too emotional in that scenario, so I knew I had to get out. Like, I'm like, no way, dude. This is this is way too close to home, right? Or when I see, like, the, the child trafficking stuff out now, I'm like, all right, I want in. Like, I, I want in on that, but I know that I can't be in on that because there's no way in hell that I can just be like, okay, you're coming with me, buddy. Like, like you're coming with yeah. me, and you're not coming back. Like, I'm sorry. That's just not – that's just how I'm wired. But I think most people can't, they can't see that. Like, they're like, they want to get involved with the stuff they're emotional about. Right? Like, it's like, uh-huh. it's like, it's like work. I mean, there's certain things that happen that you gotta, you gotta keep cool. You can't, you can't tell a customer to, you know, kiss my ass. Cause it's, it's not gonna work out well for you. Right? You want yeah. to, right? You want to. And when they leave, you all talk about it and you joke about it. But there's certain things you can do and th- certain things you can't do. Right, I mean, yeah, but I think I don't know. It's always it's always emotions, and I'm an emotional person, but not like I'm crying all the time. Like I'm just I get pretty worked up over yeah. certain things, right? Yeah, I think everybody yeah. does. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, should we? You know, I had one other thought when you were talking about the. Um, kind of the thoughts and the feelings you've had while doing 75 hard and like you kind of have these realizations of how like how ungrateful people are and things like that. It is weird when you're doing something like 75 hard and then you come in and you see on the news like some crazies up in Portland like like lasering cops and trying to kill people and like like if everybody just did something like 75 hard like that stuff would would not be happening. Yep. Those kids have self-respect, no self-discipline. It's just, it's just ridiculous. The whole society up there, like the mayors out there, yeah. marching with these people, who then turn on him and then try to like get him, <laughs> kill him. <laughs> makes sense, but like you know, it's just people that complain and argue and try to like you know, but, but create you, mayhem and violence. Like, there's just no place for it. See, you people know, make it, an excuse. But here, here's the thing: is it's 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 crazy because I always try to like look at the other side of things, like play devil's advocate, right? And I don't I don't condone it at all. I think they all need a good ass kicking. But I think yeah. even more so to them, the people that allowed that to happen, right? The people that taught them that that's okay, they need a bigger ass kicking, right? Because yeah. it's it's like I couldn't imagine and. I tell my kids multiple times, like, when I see things, you know, outside or on TV, I'm like, you guys better never act like that, ever, right? And I know they won't, but I just say it just as a, hey, here's a reminder. Don't ever do that crap, right? Like, because it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, these guys, you know, Frisella, Whalen, you know, they always talk about, you know, sheep, right? And we talk about sheep all the time. And I think people don't understand what they mean when they say sheep, right? They're basically just walking around aimlessly, just doing whatever the next person in front of them is doing, right? So it's almost like it becomes a mob mentality, right? Like imagine if, I don't know, I decide to go burn down 7-Eleven right now, and you're like, hey, that guy's burning down 7-Eleven. Yeah, let's burn it down too. Like like there's, there's something in your brain that will go, Look at this idiot. What the fuck's this guy doing? Like, so you're either going to try to stop me, or you're going to call the cops, or you're going to be like, hey, man, it's not worth burning down 7-Eleven. Whatever you're dealing with, it's not worth it. And I feel like, yeah. like these, these people are just, they're lacking, like, strong leadership. They're lacking somebody in their life to come in and not, you know, not fight them, not kick their ass, although they deserve it, but come in and, like, grab, like, 
two of them at a time and be like, hey, come with me. Sit down. This is this is acceptable. This is not acceptable. When you are upset yeah. about something, this is how you handle it, right? As a man, this is how you handle it. You don't sit there and break stuff. It's like taking your your you know go to the grocery store and your kid's throwing a, a hissy fit in the candy aisle. I want it. I want it. Crying. Well, you can cry all damn day. You're not getting that candy because I told you no. But most parents yeah. will grab it and go, oh, "Here you go, sweetie. Here, just shut up. Here, take this and shut up." Yeah. And that two year old becomes the 40-year-olds that we see, you know, right now, marching around, burning stuff, breaking stuff. You know, it's just, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Yeah, there's so many excuses with them and with the people that are overseeing everything. It's like, can you imagine if, a, if people tried to light a federal building on fire, like, six months ago before everything happened? Like, they'd be considered a terrorist and they'd be throwing jail. But now because of some racial injustice and, you know, now everything's fine. It's No, it's still the same. Yep. There's nothing's changed that's still wrong. Hurting other people is never a way to make, like, obviously George Floyd getting killed was horrific. And everybody understood that. And nobody stood up for Chauvin. Like, everybody was on the same page, right? Yep. Police officer, white people, black people, everybody's on the same page. So it's like now you're just losing your minds for something that there's no there's no reason. So, whatever happened to the police officer in the in the Floyd thing, right? Like, like, and, and I said it seriously because do you remember like you remember the OJ thing, right? Like when OJ and you know, yeah. Nicole. I mean, dude, that was my senior year of high school, and we in my like current affairs or current events class every day for months. We just watched that trial. That's all we did in class. That was our class every single day was watching the trial. So in, in such a huge incident as the George Floyd thing that literally supposedly set off all this madness and chaos across the entire country for 76 days now or whatever it is, yeah. Wouldn't you think that they'd be talking about the police officer and where the case stands and the trial and, like, 24-7 coverage of it? I, I just think it's weird that it hasn't been anywhere. <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah. I haven't really seen weird. anything in, like, a month on the, the guy. Yeah, the media will pounce on it as soon as there's news about some sort of injustice in that case. That's when we'll hear something. As soon as there's, like, not the conviction they wanted or whatever, then it'll just be another round of insanity. Unless it's after, like, let's say if Biden got elected, then we wouldn't hear anything about it. But, oh, dude, there, there's going to be, know. like, unicorns and rainbows everywhere if, if Biden wins. I mean, it's, all right, schools are back in. As a matter of fact, it's not November. We're going to go ahead and rewind the clock. November is now June, and we're going to get an extra six months to the year. Like, it's... <laughs> it's wild. Well, on that, um, you know, drinking the gallon of water, I probably should hit the restroom. All right, man. Yeah, I, uh, I could probably use it myself. All right, brother, good catching up. We will uh, we'll catch up soon, man. All right. Later. Bye, guys.